processes and methodologies that are conducive towards remote working are paramount for having and ensuring a solid remote working environment. There's another kind of black swan event out there. It is a net positive for society and remote working globally. You've earned it. You do great work. We trust you. You can work from home. You need to be flexible because you need to be ready to capitalize on it. Technology infrastructure is paramount for success in a distributed team. You're reachable and you're doing your work. That's all that you need to do. Welcome to a special edition of the Talent Economy Podcast, Top Tal's Rise of Remote series. I'm your host, Paul Estes. We're in a time of unprecedented change on a global scale. In many ways, it feels like we blinked and suddenly the future of work is now. The remote work trend has accelerated 10 years in just the past few weeks. Over the next few episodes, I'm going to interview key leaders at TopTal to get a behind-the-scenes look at how the world's largest fully distributed organization can help guide companies through these challenging times. Today, my guest is Tasso Duvall, CEO of TopTal. Tasso serves on the boards of multiple organizations, advising on talent strategies and innovation for Fortune 100s and nonprofits. Tasso has guest lectured at Harvard Business School, Wharton, and Oxford on talent management and entrepreneurship. He's also a frequent guest on many media outlets like CNBC and Fortune, discussing jobs, remote work, and the talent economy. I'm Tasso Duvall, CEO of TopTal. Now, before we get into the current rise of remote, I just want to, I want our listeners to be able to understand a little bit about TopTal and how it became one of the world's largest distributed companies. We started off as a distributed company from day one, meaning we never really had an office. Actually, I was working out of a office that my roommate's friend allowed me to use. And I just said, this doesn't make sense. So then I started working from home. And I actually said, then this doesn't make sense. Why am I working in California, a place that's very expensive and very let's say on a dollar's basis, cost ineffective, why don't I just move to a more cost-effective place and put the dollars to work to build the company? And that's what I ended up deciding to do. And so from that point onwards, TopTal was really a fully distributed company. And it was basically just me and a few other folks who were working all over the world to be able to make TopTal a reality. I want to talk about what's happening in the world right now. A lot has changed over the past three weeks. How would you describe this current moment in time as it relates to remote work? It's unbelievable from the common sense perspective in the fact that we're all working from home because of this big event. And that's unfortunate, but it's also fortunate given the fact that working from home has so many benefits. It's unbelievable in so many senses. However, At the end of the day, I do believe it is a net positive for society and remote working globally. It really has catalyzed remote working across the world. What are the major challenges that you've seen as companies look to shift from traditional offices very acutely and very suddenly into keeping their operations running remotely? Well, this is very surprising, actually. Most companies that decide to work remotely They either do it from the start or there's a slow transition to making it a reality in a way that they know is going to be a good experience. Here, you have a very fast transition. 
You have many companies who are not prepared to work remotely. And so what we are hearing is, is that they're not having a good work experience precisely because they're not prepared to make that transition. Now, that's very interesting because you have a whole other set of companies, all in similar industries, that are having a really great work experience because of the fact that they've set up themselves for success initially. So you can take one financial company that has really great infrastructure and processes for working remotely and compare it to another that has acutely moved to becoming a remote company. And it's almost guaranteed that the one that took their time and built infrastructure to do so is having a much better working experience than the one that's sharply going to a fully distributed environment. And so companies are facing challenges now to get up to the standards that other companies have already been at for quite some time, like a TopTal, like a WordPress, like many other companies that have constructed fully remote companies very, very successfully. And so they're having these challenges. I believe they're going to overcome a lot of these challenges. And in effect, they'll be forced to overcome a lot of these challenges. However, that's what we're seeing, which is interesting. And ideally, companies like TopTal and other companies, which are really spearheading and leading the way in remote work and fully distributed teams, can give guidance as to how to do this in a way that is actually more effective than an in-office work environment. Now, let's talk about technology for a minute, because one of the things that has been very popular in the conversation, which is second nature to the team at, at TopTal, is the technology that is used to communicate, to collaborate, and to provide value to customers. Give me a behind-the-scenes look at the technology that has been put in place so that a large distributed team can collaborate real-time. So the technology infrastructure is paramount for success in a distributed team. In regards to the tools used at TopTal, they're really conducive to remote work and set up for ensuring we have a successful remote working environment. The technology stack at TopTal and many other companies that are set up for a successful remote work environment are really the models that these companies need to be following. And so there's an array of tools and integrations that need to happen and happen successfully in order for companies to have a very good remote work, work from home experience. Now, on the flip side, you have a lot of companies that have taken their legacy models, their models that have been adapted or set up for their in-office environments and in a very sharp, almost disruptive way, transformed all their company to a remote team. And so that's when you really start to see a lot of challenges. And now all those companies are, number one, starting to see the benefit of remote work, but also they're starting to see the challenges when they don't have the proper infrastructure set up. And so when you're using conferences, when you're using older technologies, when everyone's communicating via email and there's no real-time connectivity like there is in an in-office environment, when you really just have it set up in an old and antiquated way that isn't conducive for working remotely fluidly, that's when the big challenges come into play. And so we've developed methodologies and tools that have allowed us to do it correctly in a way that's in our perspective, and we have lots and lots of people to corroborate this, much better than working in an in-office environment. And so have a lot of other companies. And so ensuring the technology stack and the integrations and the tools are in place for a successful 
remote work environment is paramount for success. One of the things you said that really resonated with me, because I transitioned a year ago from a meeting, email, location-based culture to a fully distributed remote culture, is the methodologies and best practices for working that way. One thing is the technology, you know, having Slack and Zoom and, and a lot of the infrastructure that supports it, but it's a different way of working. When you made the transition or as you lead such a large global team, what are some pieces of advice that you'd give to managers or executives that are trying to change the way they work as they adopt these new technologies? Processes and methodologies that are conducive towards remote working are paramount for having and ensuring a solid remote working environment. Some of the processes that we've set up at TopTal, and I do believe that TopTal has gone to a much further extent than GitLab or Envision or Automatic, not because we're better, but actually because we've had to. Those companies are purely software-focused companies. We are actually a hybrid of a services and software company. And so we have a lot of daily operational challenges that they just don't have. We have an enterprise sales team. We have an account management team. We have a lot of traditional services that a more antiquated company would have. We just do it through a completely new set of paradigms or a completely new set of tools that allow us to do what we do more efficiently, more effectively. If you look at some of those methodologies, and I can speak to them, we have structure for our Slack team that mirrors our organizational chart. So for example, we have official Slack channels that map one-to-one to our org chart. So for example, the dev team, you have dash dev dash core, which anything with a dash in it denotes it's an official top tail channel and core denotes it's the official channel to talk about the topic within. And so you have structure, communication structure that maps from our communication architecture in effect, which is Slack, directly to the organizational hierarchy and the map that exists. So the org chart is reflected within the Slack channels. And in our org chart, which is hosted on something that we've built called Top Team, you can see the different reporting structures, the different interactions that exist within the organization, how the OKRs map perfectly to each team who owns what, are there secondary owners, all these different elements that makes all the goal setting, all the communication, all the day-to-day just so clear and seamless. And so by having this structure, by having tools that support that structure, you're able to construct a very high productivity remote work environment. Now I want to talk about your role as CEO. You know, we've talked about the company being distributed and the importance of remote and and the tools and technology and methodologies that have been put in place to make it successful at scale. But one of the things that leaders need to do is is create a sense of community and trust. And so, you know, you just think back to the old days of trust falls and team offsites and, and all of those sorts of things. Those aren't possible in a remote environment. So so as a leader of a large organization, how do you create that sense of community and trust within the teams? Well, a lot of people misconstrued trust for 
a handshake or an in-person meeting or something more traditional of this nature. And while all those things are good and do build trust to some degree, I don't think they're what build trust in the long term. What builds trust in the long term is showing by example that you trust the other person. That means that you trust them with their decision-making capabilities, that you trust them with the outcomes that they will produce, that you trust them in regards to their attention to detail, to their ability to quality control, whatever it may be, that you truly trust them in an everyday working environment. And so when somebody joins TopTal, and I'll speak to this from an executive level, if an executive joins TopTal and they prove themselves time and time again, they become very autonomous within the organization and they end up working within an environment where autonomy is key, but autonomy is enabled because we've, in effect, delegated trust to them and they've built that trust. Trust but verify is something that happens, of course, in the beginning, but then it becomes something that's much more of a okay, we don't have to verify so much because we've trusted you so much. Now we simply trust you and we can verify less. And so by doing that, by cultivating that environment, you have a very, very trustful environment. On the contrary, and speaking to the current situation or the current environment that we're in, you see a lot of people stating on Twitter, stating on different forums, I don't see my colleagues and therefore I don't know if they're working. Well, that's just a symptom of the fact that you don't trust your colleagues. That's not a symptom of anything else. It's purely that. People have to recognize that it's actually actions and examples that cultivate trust and actions and examples that directly correlate to trust that build trust ultimately. It's not, do I see that person or not? It's not, if I'm not next to the person then they can't be trusted. It's not if my presence is there or if it's not determines my trust in regards to this individual. And so while those are very human, visceral type of experiences that people often correlate to trust, it's not actually what builds trust in the long term. And it sure as heck isn't what sustains it. What sustains it is building trust through examples building trust in the everyday working environment through actions that allow people to trust each other. Now, when I look at the company, it's very much in the talent business. Lots of people in connecting that talent with companies that can benefit from that expertise. The one thing that I was most impressed with when I started learning more about TopTel was the vibrancy of the communities all around the world. Tell me a little bit about not only the core team at TopTal, but the talent communities, and how do you foster that energy across the teams that allows them to feel a part of something bigger than maybe their particular expertise? We do that in many ways. First of all, we have online communities that exist at TopTal for each country and often for each skill set. And so we have both, right? More so for each country, less so for each skill set, but there are some communities that are built around skills. The other aspect is that we actually have a fair amount of in-person meetups that I would say partially build trust, but also show people that TopTal is real. You know, in a hundred years from now, I don't think we would have to do that. Today, there's still, especially in 
countries outside of America and outside of Europe a sense of, is this real? Is this something that I can actually believe in? And so we have people set up real environments, real events in person and show them that this is real. And so once we do that, they generally speaking don't have to come to an event again because they end up trusting the fact that TopTal is a real platform. We have some of the best, if not the best clients in the world for them to work with. And they understand, wow, this is real. However, they do end up coming back a fair amount just because it is a fun, engaging experience. As we all know, especially through this experience of anything, we're social animals. And so we want to connect with each other and some find that a very enjoyable experience, myself included. And so it's less so for the people who are already in the environment and more so for the people who are not familiar with TopTal, where that in-person trust building is more critical. Now, let's say there's an executive or a manager out there who's now found themselves working remotely for the first time. All those trust and communication challenges. How do you run your leadership team? Let's talk about from a very senior level. What are some advice that you'd give to people that are managing, say, you know, three layers up in an organization? How do you empower those leaders with that autonomy and with this new skill set? First, I would say managing a remote environment is absolutely no different than managing an in-person environment from a fundamental perspective. I know this firsthand because I know many Fortune 200 CEOs, and they've literally sat down next to me as I've worked and said, wow, this is literally exactly what I do every single day. It's just all happening virtually. Now, for me, that's like, Yeah, obviously. But for people who aren't used to this, they find it profound. And so I simply wanted to communicate that experience, especially for folks who are listening to this, who do work at large companies that have a much more traditional in-office presence, so that I can say, yeah, regardless of if we do it successful or not, I do recognize the fact and we do recognize the fact that companies in a more traditional model do perceive this probably simply from a historical perspective, as challenging just because of habit or because they've been doing this for a long time. So I just want to set the stage with that. With that said, with the component of recognizing that the challenge is real because we're humans and we need to change our habits, once you do that, the work experience is similar as an in-office environment. You delegate to people, you check their work, you cultivate meetings, And you ensure that the outcomes are as high quality as possible at the highest speed possible. That's what all businesses are really driving towards within their respective industries. And TopTal is no different in the fact that we want to do that too. And so when it comes to our VP of products, we're tasking him to be able to construct a roadmap that says, how is TopTal going to be most optimized based on the business analytics that are in front of us and products that we can create to optimize each analytic perfectly. That individual has a team that allows him to formulate that and really figure out what are the products that need to be created and where should we optimize. Now, he could do that completely virtually with the team virtually, and he does that extremely effectively. In fact, more effectively than any product organization I've ever worked with. So when you look at the 
ability to do pretty much anything that doesn't require actual physical intervention, it can be done remotely just as well. Now, this will bring in some nuanced topics like brainstorming or some other topics where people find that enjoyable. I will say that brainstorming in an in-office environment is more enjoyable. I've had to do it remotely and I found it just as productive. People just have to be on the same page. You do tend, especially if you're in long planning sessions, like 10 hour planning sessions for figuring out your yearly roadmap or your financial roadmap, or if you're doing OKR reviews or something that we do internally at TopTile that is in effect a goal setting exercise. If you're doing those things, I do find them to be more helpful or more enjoyable in person, but I don't find them more productive. And there could be a correlation there in some sense, but at the end of the day, if you need to work remotely and you want to, it's a very seamless transition to do it remotely. And the outcomes can certainly be just as good. So you've given us a lot of practical advice, both from an executive perspective and how you lead fully distributed teams. But one of the things I think people are starting to experience as they work remotely is isolation. You know, that that idea that when I used to go and have the water cooler talk or grab coffee with a colleague, that social interaction, because we're social animals, was really a core part of, you know, how they work and, and how they got things done. What do you tell people that are experiencing isolation from remote working? When you're working remotely, you really need to be able to balance your life every day with work and with personal. That means that you likely shouldn't be inside all day. You should take walks. You should, you should make sure that you have some social interaction during the day so that you don't feel isolated and trapped in an environment where you're just in front of a computer and a screen all day long from the moment that you wake up to the time you go to bed. It's important to take walks. It's important to maybe have a phone call during the day with a friend. It's important to ensure that you're at least having some social interaction to make sure you have that work-life balance because there is a point where most remote workers, most people who work in a fully distributed team feel isolated, including myself, and that can be difficult. However, I will say that it far outweighs having to go to the office, drive, spend gas money, spend train money, spend whatever money it is on transportation, and physically go to that office and then physically come back, wasting time both ways. And so ensuring that you can take the benefits of remote work and balance them with the challenges that they present is very important. And I would say we've done that quite successfully. At TopTal, we have something that's a little unique at TopTal, which is a head of wellness, which most companies don't have, but we do. And so we provide advice. We give guidance to our employees and contractors globally as to how they can feel awesome every single day working, motivated, excited, and not feel burned out and like they're in front of a screen all day long, myself included. This isn't like I'm different from everybody else within our company. I'm often every single day in front of the computer, grinding it out, making sure that we hit our numbers, making sure our initiatives are on point, making sure our goals are set, making sure the team 
is a high performance team and that we're driving towards the goals that we want to accomplish successfully. And so even for me, it can be a bit of a challenge. But again, knowing that the alternative is having to physically get up, go to an office, slog it out under fluorescent lights, I'd much rather be at my home every single day working. It's been interesting. My wife works at Microsoft in the Azure cloud division, and she's started to have coffee virtually. And and they're having team happy hours virtually. It was interesting to watch her the first time where it felt a little uncomfortable. Now, those kind of social interactions, she's enjoying, she's laying back, they're having, you know, their coffee. And, and so the idea that you mentioned earlier in this discussion that a lot of the norms in a physical environment can be made virtual, I think people are learning very acutely and at scale right now. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you can always meet up with your coworkers, even if they're across the world. You can schedule meetups that are once a quarter, couple times a year. It's something that happens pretty naturally in a remote work environment. We even have people who just on their own go meet folks who are working in close proximity to them. And so that does happen more organically. Also, if you're a larger company and larger companies are more susceptible to this because generally speaking, they're not as remote as smaller, more nimble companies, they'll be able to do this much more easily because they are larger, regardless of where they are, they probably have colleagues in their area and they'll be able to do it much more easily. One of the things that I've been seeing on social media over the past, say, three or or four weeks as people start working remotely is they're losing that sense of work-life balance. For some people, driving to the office and having a place to do your work and coming home where it denoted the end of a workday was how they managed work-life balance. And now that they're working from home, it's, it's more challenging to draw that line. How do you at TopTal help people who may have be coming into this work environment new balance that work and life when they're now at home and, and the lines are starting to blur? It is a transition and it is something that people have to get used to. It's also a process for the company as well. The company has to know that they trust their people or rather better put, a company has to have a platform of trust in order for remote work to be successful. If you're time tracking all of your employees, if you're taking screenshots of what they're doing all the time, unless it's for security purposes or there are other reasons like it's super sensitive data or there's some regulatory components that are related to that tracking, which is completely understandable in those instances, then you shouldn't really be tracking people's time or if they're at the computer or not. That simply means that you don't trust them. We don't track anyone's time at TopTel. It just does not exist. And you might find that shocking, but we'll figure out very quickly with the many hundreds of core team members that are in TopTal, if you're doing work at the same level as the rest of the team or not, we'll know it almost immediately. And I would say that's no different than pretty much any other good company on this planet. People who are smart and who are paying attention will realize very quickly if someone is not doing their job or not, or if they're just slacking off. And so here I would actually say, you might even be able to notice it more vividly because you'll notice via the response times. And in a remote work environment, 
It's actually more pure work than it is personal. All the interactions are conducive towards progressing the company and progressing the initiatives that are at hand, not anything else. It's not, hey, how was your day? Hey, how's it going? And I'm sure that's something that we can get into at a later point in time. (laughs) But the purpose and the focus of work is much more pure in a remote work environment. And so you're able to actually take out the salient points in terms of, is this person working or not? Is this person productive or not? Is this person performing or not in a remote environment better than you could in an in-person environment? I think there's a really good insight because one of the things I've experienced is it is more pure about the work and by nature, more efficient. And so I find myself having more flexibility and, and more ways to separate work and life and, and spend time with my kids. And, but I'm much more productive in this environment because of the efficiency of, of the way we're getting work done. If I look out 18 months at the Fortune 200 companies, what is the new normal in how work gets done from your perspective based on current events? I would say, without a doubt, the companies that will thrive in the new environment, in the new remote environment, are the companies that will win in the future. And the reason is the following. People will recognize whatever company it is as not only being conducive to flexibility, but also being able to support flexibility in a way that is excellent, where you turn on your laptop every single day and you have a fluid work experience with the rest of your coworkers. Second, economics. If you have zero CapEx versus a lot of CapEx, it just makes a huge difference. And you don't need a lot of CapEx on your financial statements, period. You just don't. So if you can remove your CapEx, your capital expenditures, for those who aren't familiar, basically all the physical hard assets that relate to a company, then you drastically increase your operating margin in many companies and you're able to be more performant. And so there's an economic component to it. Third, recruiting they'll be able to attract talent globally. And that's a huge draw. That for me is actually a big reason that we've won in this space and that we're continuing to win. It's because we have a global talent pool and embrace a global talent pool that allows us to win without borders. doesn't matter where you are. It's purely merit driven. If you speak good English, if you write well, if you are able to do what you say you can do at a very high level, you're going to be able to work with Tautel. And that should be the ethos of every great company in the world. Fourth, environment. This is a no-brainer. If you're a company that's embracing remote work, you're simply more environmentally friendly. There's no debating this. That by itself is a reason, but all of the other reasons added up with that one are so powerful that It's actually astonishing to me that everyone hasn't more quickly moved to this remote working environment. Now, companies are going to start to embrace this because they're recognizing it. And they're starting to see all those benefits that I just outlined very clearly. They're simply having some challenges getting that to work perfectly within their organizations. Ideally, we and other companies that are helping to guide companies for the remote working future can be able to 
be those beacons for those companies that allow them to see what it's like to work remotely successfully and mirror us to be able to create a remote working environment that's successful. So I know the team's doing a lot of work to write down and, and create best practices and methodologies. Tell me a little bit about the work your team is doing to really help companies and executives as they make this transition. Well, first, the playbook and the guide that we're creating is really set up for all companies globally, especially enterprise companies. We want to provide a guide that gives companies an enterprise-grade playbook to building a remote environment successfully. A highly performant remote work environment, a secure remote work environment, and an organized and fluid remote work environment. Those elements will really help drive any company forward successfully as a remote company. Now, in terms of what we've done in regards to making that all a reality, we've taken the steps of talking to each executive or SLT member in our company that's relevant to furthering remote work or to this issue of remote work and interviewed them, gotten their experience, gotten their feedback on what we've written to be able to construct an extremely pointed, grounded playbook for companies to work with. And so in effect, it's peer-reviewed internally by our different executives and SLT members. And the feedback that has been given to each topic is from one of the experts in that topic from TopTal. So they have a lot of experience doing this internally at TopTal, and they have a lot of experience doing this in their function. And so it took a lot of work to do that, but it's really going to yield the best result and something that the world has yet to see. And many of them had, just like yourself, come from environments that were location-based and can bring the empathy it takes to understand going from that to a new remote environment. And so I'm excited to see that playbook and we'll have the links to the playbook and all the other great work that the team is doing to help people understand this in the show notes. Tasso, thank you for your time. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, say there's an executive that says, hey, I'd like to reach out to Tasso and maybe learn a little bit more. What's the best way to do that? Tasso at topfile.com. Thanks again, Tasso. Thank you, Paul. I'm your host, Paul Estes. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the podcast, Top Tal's Rise of Remote. To hear more insights from Top Tal executives on what it takes to lead the world's largest distributed company, head to toptal.com slash insights to check out the playbook, as well as other articles that will help provide guidance during this time of unprecedented change. <laughs>